0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Forbidden Cinema Going Deeper. Hello. I'm Zach. Our cat is going insane, so sorry if that's going on in the background. (laughs) It's just fun. It's
1: delightful. It's quirk. We've
0: rearranged all of our accent pillows. We had people over, so uh, our accent pillows can be repurposed for sound dampening. And uh, Jenny just made a Taylor Swift reference that I sort of missed, thinking... I I was going title of your sex tape, and, and you...
1: I think title of a sex tape being like that my subtle narcissism is framed like altruism is pretty dark. (laughs) It's It's pretty dark anyway, but as a sex
0: tape. The Jenny story.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I mean... With with, with,
0: the forward by Zach.
1: I mean, the line hits pretty close to home, honestly, but uh, maybe not title of a sex tape. Hi, I'm Jenny, by the way.
0: Hey, I'm Zach. Hello. We are going deeper, answering the questions that nobody thought to ask on "Interview with a Vampire" from 1994.
1: Yes, I don't know. I immediately wanted to hiss. They don't hiss in this movie. They hiss a lot in what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Pretty good on the no hissing, right? Right. I, I I guess it's not necessary. I have
0: not made you watch "Interview with the" or uh, "Interview with the Damned." That's not <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> Queen of the Damned.
0: Yes, Queen of the Damned. I have not made you watch that.
1: I mean, it's really kind of honestly like super sad and seemingly whatever. Considering that Alia was Alia was kind of Queen of the Damned, yes, but... and
0: somebody kind of known for her beautiful voice, and you don't hear it at all in the movie. They dubbed the they dubbed the entire thing. thing.
1: Oh wow! I guess she's
0: a wonderful singer, maybe not so great of an actress.
1: Hmm. I mean, I saw Romeo
0: Must Die. It was fine.
1: Oh, she was in that too. Yeah, mm, got it. I mean, yeah, she had a great voice. I mean, she also probably looked fantastic in that costume. So two out of three.
0: I mean, is that what you're doing for uh, for the black party for Halloween?
1: <laughs> the Queen of the Damn costume? Yes. I that would, don't oh, think man, so. Man.
0: You would be the most popular lady there.
1: Feels like they need some like, laser hair removal to do a costume like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anything that you've got that's unsaid at this point?
1: I felt like we said a lot. Um, you know, hopefully, you, you were able to like edit together all of my like just random thoughts because it didn't feel like hardly anything that I was talking about was cohesive. It was just like, you know, that happened and that happened, <laughs> and that happened again.
0: <laughs> so that being said, if anybody has, I mean, on-camera production meeting, if anybody has any kind of notes, uh, feel free. Like, not on iTunes. Just send us an email, you know, just just (laughs) let us know. Do you like the more off-the-cuff discussion or are you wanting something a little more polished? A little more polished might uh, come out a little less frequently, but uh, just let us know if there's something like, I would really love a one-hour and five-minute thing to come out every other week and it to just be like boom, 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 super tight or it's like, I like listening to people kind of collect their thoughts. (laughs) And I like it more frequently.
1: I love it when people hem and haw (laughs) all over the place.
0: (laughs) So I thought, unless you have any great scythe kill one-liners, which I can't I'm having some writer's block on Scythe I side, kill felt like liners. I
1: had really good ones in the moment, at that moment. We're going to put um, it out
0: to Reddit, and I'll put it out to Reddit, you put it out to Instagram, and if anybody comes up with any good okay. ones, we'll, we'll come back. I have
1: so and tell.
0: <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> so, getting into the books, The Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. So, on Wikipedia, it divides the series into Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned, and Subsequent.
1: Subsequent? <laughs>
0: subsequent. So Tale of the
1: Body Thief is subsequent with all the others?
0: Every, everything is subsequent. Uh, Wikipedia is throwing a little shade.
1: Well, to be honest, that's how I read it. Like, <laughs> I read those, and then I kind of, like, real fell off the wagon with Tale of the Body Thief, and then picked up on some of the, the rando ones.
0: So, um, the Vampire Chronicles wiki page, <laughs> which does exist, and is being heavily updated now that there's a Vampire Chronicles TV show. Right. But, so it includes Tale of the Body Thief. We've kind of talked briefly about that. You have not read it. I have. I think it's one of my favorite
1: I, I need to go back and read it. I mean,
0: it's about somebody's like switches bodies with people. And Lestat's like, I wonder what it'd be like to be mortal for a week. So he switches bodies with a guy and goes on a cruise ship and the guy ditches him.
1: He so switches bodies with a mortal? How do you do that? Like, where's the vampire lore around that?
0: I think it's it's other ma- magic lore. Like, they, he finds a guy that can switch bodies and teaches Lestat how to do it.
1: So did he go like back to New Orleans and we have like a whole voodoo tie in?
0: No, 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 it's on a cruise ship. There's a
1: guy on a cruise ship that knows how to switch a vampire body.
0: which just anybody, he can switch, and so he just. Oh. But, but he wants to steal Listat's Akasha blood fueled oh, super vampire. Oh, I body. got it. So he, he steals Lestat's body. He, He's he, not there for the meetup. To he switch got
1: back. Monte. He got like Monte Carload.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> like he wakes up in a vat of ice with the flu and. Uh, and it has a yeah. You've you've had a couple of trips to really exotic locales where you've ended up sick, and you know what that's like.
1: Right, right, right. But still, yeah. Like I haven't. But you got
0: your body back at the end of all it. all
1: of it, all the pieces. Maybe not as like less alcohol on the outside outskirts <laughs> than on <laughs> the beginning.
0: But I mean, if you've drunk nothing but blood for centuries, if you're gonna have something to drink, I mean, a cruise ship margarita might not be the worst. Thing. Yeah, I mean that would
1: kind of be awesome. Maybe like to you know yeah like crapple i'm gonna probably feel some pain for a little bit i'm gonna be a little what but like yeah get some some daiquiris and some mai tais and not like feel like yeah eat a cheese plate
0: drunk on the blood of virgins the diamonds hurt my eyes the the chandelier burned in the violin twilight Uh. that is the thing
1: and rice just like I mean, being a vampire should be fucking cool, right? (laughs) And she just makes it just the emo is shit since emo came to emo town.
0: There is a line, I think, in Queen of the Damned about kind of a real, that vampires go into fire or go into history. That you generally, as a vampire, live 10 to 20 years or you live thousands of years. That nobody really makes it into that interim period.
1: Because they're like, I'm tired of this shit. Exactly. Like, Give me, give me fire. <laughs> give
0: me oblivion.
1: <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I, 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 don't know where I would be in that, but I kind of feel like I'd be over it.
0: Gotcha. So we've got Memnock the Devil, where Lestat kind of meets the devil and does the Dante's Inferno thing and loses an eye. And I read that one. And I remember like finishing that one and thinking I really wasn't paying attention because I don't really remember what happened. It's not, that doesn't happen in a book very. I mean, like oh, maybe that in, like, happens
1: to me in a book all the time because like, oh, like I not read next
0: a, week. I mean, like ten minutes after I finish it, I was like oh,
1: I read a book so fast. I'm just like blah, 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 and you're like, what was that about? I'm like mm. I
0: was like yeah, like that did not capture my attention. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm rereading a f- the all of Patricia Cornwell's novels, all the Kay Scarpetta books, and I've read I'm I'm getting into territory that I haven't been before, but I read a lot of them and I was like, "Oh, there are things I I kind of remember maybe, but like it's a whole new book to me." It's kind of exciting <laughs> to be that um I don't I don't know what it is, that distracted. <laughs>
0: So we have the Vampire Armand with lots of underage sex trafficking is pretty much my main remembering of that book. Okay. Uh, that was when I was like, okay, the whole so beautiful I'm crying thing is starting to wear on me. Yeah. Uh, Merrick. Merrick is the first crossover of the Mayfair witches and the Vampire Chronicles. Yeah, I've Chronicles. read Merrick. I read that one too.
1: I feel like we were we reading Merrick around the same time. I
0: think Merrick is the one that's on our bookshelf right now.
1: We'll have to like... Get paid some homage,
0: blood and gold. I think that's the one that was out when we were just. I'm pretty sure date. like I bought
1: that up like at Target.
0: <laughs> that's the story of Marius, the yes. stats maker. Yes, and I that was that. the one where I was about 200 pages in. The next time somebody something's so beautiful, somebody cries, you're I'm out. Just you're gonna, find gonna another chuck, series. This,
1: chuck this out the window.
0: I think I've still got the book somewhere, but.
1: And maybe yeah. it's my copy because I'm pretty sure I read it too.
0: I think I got it on clearance at Barnes and Noble in one of my clearance runs. It was like six dollars hardback, and so I mean, you know.
1: Oh yeah, no, I I, I didn't read hardbacks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just I just tear through paperbacks like it's nobody's business.
0: So then we've got uh, Blackwood Farm, which I have not read. I've never. I've read started. about Blackwood Farm. So. That's one. It's kind of like Beloved, but less racist. And I don't remember
1: anything about it. I, like, it's
0: a ghost they have to exercise, like yeah. a ghost of like a dead child. That
1: sounds about right. I know the title, and I'm pretty sure I bought it, it and we may be on this bookshelf someplace too. Um, I don't remember anything about it at that point. I was like, eh.
0: And so yeah, I guess there's another kind of tangential mayfair witch in that and then so we have blood canticle i think blood canticle is really critically well received that was kind of originally meant to be the end of the series
1: i honestly don't remember i remember the title i don't remember if i've read it or not
0: it's the mayfair witches and Stat joined forces to i don't know if you did you read the mayfair witches
1: no i did not the, read the taltos
0: mayfair uh curse upon them it's it's them trying to end that curse
1: yeah yeah you're you're doing the the sci-fi fantasy thing to I me did. where i'm like words la, 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 words 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 that don't it, it's mean one of the anything books. it's one of the books it's a, I, the book is called taltos fine it was on the shelf
0: all through the 90s
1: fine that's fine I, I never
0: read it but i saw it on the shelf and that's
1: probably like right about that time in the 90s where i was like oh, made up shit oh. i remember that was
0: a word i didn't know and I was like okay I was it's a like, word
1: that doesn't exist
0: I like, sneak on past that and read the Star Wars books and see if anybody's looking at a Playboy <laughs> and that th- it looks like it looks around their shoulder.
1: Yeah, that's about the time that I'm like, I'm out on things that are made up and then people are real adamant about how they're pronounced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then we have, okay, so the Vampire Chronicles wiki has description for all of those and then it has subsequent.
1: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So, oh, oh the, the, they have subsequent they, titles they don't also? Even, they don't
0: even claim the last three.
1: Oh, okay. They're like, let's moonwalk away from these.
0: So the next one is Prince Lestat.
1: No. I didn't That's really-
0: when all the characters from Queen of the Damned kind of decide, you know, Lestat's kind of off in his isolation, alone in his room, writing his hit song, right, uh-huh. Alone in My Principles. Yeah. And they all decide, like, they need him to come be their king.
1: Okay, why? Because that seems like they're getting on just fine without him. I
0: don't think they are. I I, I don't think. I think if you read these books, like nobody's doing that great.
1: <laughs> and so we need the start <laughs> to ride right the horse.
0: Keep in mind, this is told in the first person by him.
1: Oh, oh okay, right, yeah. I mean, that's like the end of the end of this movie where he's like, and let me tell you my side. He, like, because he's, this is he's, the
0: last moment where he's not the narrator. Well, really,
1: but, uh, but the okay at the end of this movie though. He's Zack Morris.
0: He's- <laughs> and he's Zack Morris for the rest of the series. That's the – I think Anne Rice realized, like, oh, this guy is cooler than my <laughs>
1: – I mean, but we – I mean, fair enough. Like,
0: He's like the Poochie. I don't know if you're familiar enough with The Simpsons.
1: No. They, they
0: need a new character. So they invent Poochie, and Homer voices him. And he's like – Super extreme and super, he's kind of like Fonzie getting added in at the <laughs> end. He's got a hat backwards and a skateboard and he's always like, rocking things to the extreme, guys. <laughs>
1: he's like, got like his like surfer, surfer hand gestures. Exactly. Got exactly. it. Cool.
0: So then we have Prince Lestat and the Realm of Atlantis. Oh, no. I told you there was aliens. I knew it.
1: They're aliens?
0: Atlantis is being attacked by aliens. Aliens that are called uh, replinoids. They're created by alien bird people to destroy Atlantis. They look like humans, but if you cut one of them up, all of its pieces grow back into a full uh, replinoid.
1: Describe my face right now.
0: Uh, (laughs) You look like the same way when I try to explain Dune to you.
1: No. No.
0: Um, If they are actually killed, their souls go to a Scientology-like thing.
1: So they, like, go to a mall kiosk and <laughs> <laughs> check their... Earth. No, I think
0: they just, like, float around until they come back and, and somebody takes one of those tests and then they get reincarnated or whatever. They get
1: reincarnated into some L.A. asshole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so several Lestat has to beat them. Cool. And then uh, Blood Communion, there's a vampire war. Lestat's, uh kingdom versus King Roshamandi's. Okay. I don't know. I feel like Interview with the Vampire was pretty explicit and, like, we can't find anybody else. Right.
1: Exactly. Like, we want to. We want to commune. We want to figure this out. And there's nobody. So, yeah, for people. Yeah, apparently
0: Lestat's kingdom is, like, looked poorly by, like, the big, like, main vampire kingdom. Like, well, you guys then they are-
1: need to, like, make themselves known. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, we've been listening since the Sex Pistols. You guys came around.
1: <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, you're doing that. That's oh, you're cool. listening to the Ramones? How
0: oh. cute. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's so vampire. So, like, <laughs> it, it, it totally is. To, ne- hey. to neg the shit out of each other. Hot
0: take. The Ramones did it harder, louder, and with more love, baby.
1: I mean, what kind of ridiculous hats are they wearing?
0: <laughs> Review that I could find, like the best review I could find of Blood Communion uh-huh. is that Lestat has not learned anything and doesn't in this book. <laughs> he claims to love people, but has actually never done anything good for anybody ever.
1: I would not say based on Interview with the Vampire that he loves people. He detests them. He he sees them as like blood vessels. But
0: that's told from Louis' perspective. Every other book is told from his perspective. Right. And I think what the, the review is, it's like, Yeah, interview with the vampire was kind of right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of would think so.
0: And but also the review that if you've read this far, you're gonna love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like if you are this much of a glutton for punishment, hang on.
0: If if this is your jam,
1: like crack your neck, crack your neck.
0: If this is you, if if if, stretch it all out. Like we're still like like the characters are doing exactly what you expect them to do. They're still crying when you expect them to cry. They're still like, – <laughs> yeah, if this is your thing, you are into this is the, the best review I could find of this book.
1: I mean, if we're going French on it, there's a lot of ennui.
0: <laughs> okay, so moving organically in a perfect segue to the vasculature of the human breast.
1: Okay. <laughs> It's an anatomy
0: anatomy lesson, yes. Anatomy
1: so, at uh, Rocky Flintstone style.
0: A little better, actually. I think <laughs> there are three major sources for uh, vasculature: the uh, axilla artery, the uh, the internal thoracic artery, and the intercostal arteries. There's no real good spot to drain a human being from biting them on the breast. Uh, the lateral thoracic artery, kind of, you could bleed somebody pretty good. From there, but I don't think you could drain a human body dry from that.
1: Well, I think honestly, the interview the, like that because they don't do that very often. Like, we're of course they're doing that with courtesans or. Sex- so you're just
0: trying to say sex workers have more blood in their boobs? No,
1: no, I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying I think that's a throwback to some of the illusions we have about like Dracula and mm. some of those things. That even though this is said in an earlier time. What we know or think we know about vampires is that like kind of sexualization of, of like the two bite marks with like the little bit of blood in the decollete uh region. So yeah, I think that's kind of like an the neck into the breasts like are very much all connected especially in that time when you've got all of that exposed we talked about that the empire Napoleon, uh josephine style dresses it's like let's cover everything up but like I'm trying to think shove our tits phrase up
0: raise you said it not like t- tits out everywhere yeah,
1: <laughs> or, like, like tits to your neck probably tits to
0: your neck okay that could be. <laughs> something
1: like that i said something like that but it's basically what it is it's like you're i mean it's got to come out somewhere <laughs> you're cinching everything else in. I guess if
0: you're like... if You know, I, I do give a lot of, of uh, immunizations. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody comes in and they did not wear the right shirt for their immunization... Right. I actually had a lady come out of like a full-on like slip dress today because <laughs> she just couldn't roll it up. So... Couldn't roll it up, couldn't pull it over.
1: I mean, I got to think about what pants I'm, I'm wearing to a pedicure every single time. I'm like, all right, am I going to be able to roll these up? Or I mean, She's like, I
0: hope you're not traumatized by this. I'm like, I was at Lizzo this weekend. So. <laughs>
1: What'd you say?
0: <laughs> it's like that you, you, you're ready for anything.
1: <laughs> you just gave her a big ass story. She's told everybody that today.
0: But yeah, somebody that rolls her sleeve up real tight, you kind of tourniquet that stuff. Yeah, like, pop them, blood can squirt like over your shoulder. It's pretty crazy.
1: Oh, has that happened? Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting.
0: So, yeah, it's so, like you tighten up the tits that hard. They could. Knows, yeah, maybe. I mean,
1: yeah, it's like all the blood pressure is happening right there. So, maybe, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's so, like when you give blood, you like put your hand down low and squeeze on the thing and.
1: Yeah, I'm not very good at giving blood. Like they like they're like, "Where's your veins?" root around and yeah. Like you might
0: be a vampire actually.
1: I don't know. Maybe so. But like every time I go, apparently my physicals have fallen in line around October, and so when I go to the lab and like the phlebotomy area, they think it's real fun to have like a lot of like fake blood batter all over the (laughs) room. I think it's hilarious, but I'm sure there's some other people who don't find it very tasteful.
0: (laughs) I gave a presentation on thrombocytopenia one time in my uh, healthcare education, which is basically somebody who has too many platelets. Okay. And the treatment is therapeutic phlebotomy. Just taking someone's blood and just draining their blood. And then when they remake new blood, it doesn't have as many platelets in it. Like leeches? Basically
1: like leeches? I put a picture of the
0: uh, the poster from Twilight.
1: (laughs) I mean, it sounds like bloodletting.
0: (laughs) Sort of, yes. (laughs) That is sort of the treatment for (laughs) thrombocytopenia.
1: So what you're saying is (laughs) that barbers knew what they were doing.
0: In certain cases. (laughs) Only in people who have a weird blood disorder caused usually by smoking too much. Interesting. But you know what people were doing back then? Smoking constantly.
1: Yeah, it feels like... Someone was like, "Ooh, this worked! It works on everybody.
0: <laughs>
1: you get bloodlet. You get bloodlet. Everybody gets bloodlet." Sorry,
0: awkward Sorry. there. <laughs> but so, uh, anatomy lesson for the uh, for the breast. Uh, there are four nerves innervating the breast: the second to the sixth intercostal nerves. The nipple gets its own number four. Way to go! I mean yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry if this is getting too y but basically like there's like nipples are are more uh stimulated than anything else. There's some get decent whole amount nerve, they got a whole nerve. There's a decent amount of blood happening in there, but not enough to just like you know.
0: There's like something coming out of the spine and all it does, like that entire nerve cluster, all it does is handle the nipple, and I am thankful for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then I looked into another just perfect segue. Neil Jordan, the director of this film. Okay. Okay. See how I just... Like, whew, right, yes. Just, just
1: so graceful.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's a bit of a tit, but... You, know. you just
1: uh, pot de and rendezvoused right into it.
0: Um, Wikipedia describes him as a director of eclectic series of big hits, big flops, and powerful indie films. That,
1: that seems like a great... like. That's a great sentence.
0: Yeah, I started looking into him, and then I noticed that uh, Sinead O'Connor and him have a, had a big feud. That uh, she demanded he withdraw his support for Roman Polanski. He was a huge Roman Polanski supporter, and then I just thought, like, garbage person, throw him on the garbage heap and right. move on with life. Right. And then I looked up other people who were uh, Roman Polanski supporters, of- and I just got really, really mad. And so I don't have anything else about Neil Jordan.
1: Wasn't Harrison Ford? Kind of a Roman Harrison Holansky. Ford accepted
0: his Oscar and took it to him.
1: Has he has he recanted any of that? I don't
0: think so. Uh, Woody Allen is a huge. I mean, he
1: now he has not had a coherent sentence probably since then. <laughs> so he just mumbles the fuck out of every Harrison
0: Ford is just very very tired and married a really really skinny rich popular lady who is probably sex vampiring him.
1: Maybe because we've haven't, we haven't seen her since.
0: Exactly. She
1: she is not coming out in the daylight she is not so speaking
0: of we'll have more ally McBeal later on in this episode <laughs>
1: oh wow well, okay spoiler alert i i just i just cr- created some sort of synchronicity without even realizing it
0: but sam mendez the director of american beauty is a huge supporter of roman polanski that Ew. doesn't surprise me
1: that doesn't surprise me at all
0: yeah someone who like has to get special permission from the parents of his actress to have her nude on film before she's 18 like Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, don't... Like, once you've done that, you're not allowed to support Polanski.
1: But you probably was supporting Polanski prior to that.
0: Oh, you are probably supporting him left and right. You just had to do it privately. Uh, Jeremy Irons, I think. Isn't he the star of the, like, 90s version of Lolita? Like, come on. Are we even trying? Did I say Woody Allen out loud? Like, come
1: on. They all are just pretentious assholes. And so I would... Throw out the argument that, like caveat, Roman Polanski, like pedophile,
0: garbage rapist, throw him on the fire.
1: Piece of shit. But a lot of these people who think they're avant garde, they, I mean, they
0: think that they're sex positive in a pre Me Too world. Yeah, and they it think it has not aged well.
1: Right, exactly. They're like seeing it as this kind of, you know, yes, exactly. This, this outside, this very. Um, oh, what a different word than avant-garde and it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it um, this is like very bohemian, bohemian very, very much um, yes very elevated um, sense of art which includes you know sex that is not traditional and like how are you so pedestrian that you can't see that this sex like it is is art
0: like yeah, obviously, you know, you voted for George Bush. Like you're, you're a Reaganite, moral majority conservative, right? So they whatever, think they're being
1: and- so, yes, so elevated and being, but yeah, they just don't realize that those are all crimes. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but just running down the list: Isabel Huppert, Isabella Gianni, Guillermo de Toro. David Lynch, Martin Scorsese, friend of the podcast, Pedro Amadovar, Meryl Streep, Whoopi Goldberg, Terry Gilliam from Monty Python, and the director of- the Are all last,
1: apologists?
0: Are all, all signed petitions to have his charges dropped. And Kim Cattrall.
1: Kim Cattrall. I would have expected better of you. I would have. Sex swing at all. I mean, but what, I mean- no one's probably come back and polled them recently. Probably not. And they're probably like, mm-hmm. I didn't say any of that. They I stood didn't... to be counted. And they were found wanting now. Um, but I feel like Roman Polanski, even in all of this, it's like, there's so much going on. Roman, Roman Polanski is like small potatoes.
0: That's true. That's honestly.
1: And in, in the, the, the list of offenses, it's like... Who even fucking cares? Like, stay in Europe, drink your wine, eat your cheese. Maybe eat some cheese that's not pasteurized, and maybe you'll die.
0: That's the yeah uh, phrase of the podcast or the the whatever the mission of our podcast is: Roman Polanski, eat bad cheese and die. (laughs) Ta da! (laughs) Like nobody go out there and hurt Roman Polanski. Like if you see him, like flip him off, like take a you know take a video of it and send it to us, but don't hurt him. But like if he just. So, happens to eat bad cheese and die? Like, well, Eh. that's just, that's the way the world. That
1: feels like some excellent karma.
0: (laughs) So, getting to New Orleans from, or getting to Paris from New Orleans. Okay. You were thinking they didn't have to ride a boat, they could just walk?
1: I'm sorry, what? From Paris to New Orleans? Yes. No, I never thought they could walk. Was that me then? In what world would either one of us think they could walk? There's so much water. I wrote it down. There's like a full Titanic situation happening but here. Do,
0: do Anne Rice vampires have to breathe?
1: I don't. I don't know. You know I'm, what? I,
0: I've done a lot of research. I have no fucking clue on if how Anri's they, vampires have to breathe. How they
1: they she, locomote? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like it'd be it. It seems like even their powers, because nobody flies. We don't see anybody flying in this movie. No, but they
0: move with superhuman speed.
1: They do. But only so like. How do in, they move
0: against water? I'm and really so curious. And so, like,
1: slight spurts, like, tree to tree, da da da, fast, 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 grab your face. Like, that's how they move. The ocean is a, like, that would. But also, you got sunrise, sunset, sunset. Yeah, but if you're at the bottom of the sunset, ocean. Br- I'm, I'm sorry, I'm bringing it what we do in the shadows. <laughs> like.
0: At the bottom of the ocean, the, the water, the sun doesn't get there.
1: No, but it still seems slow. The boat is probably still faster, like, in the whole, like, logistics. Until you get staked. But you're, like, moving. They're moving. They've got shit.
0: <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> so I figured it's about 4,800 miles. Okay. And I did find in a happily ever hiker that a good hiking pace is about 5 to 10 miles a day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Real solid. roll solid, like, got your sticks.
0: So I figured about 960 days, or about 2.6 years is about how long it would take you to walk it.
1: In a, in a real moderate, like, non-vampire pace.
0: Exactly. Well, I mean, once you get underwater, there's a lot of pressure. I don't know how vampire powers work.
1: I don't either. But it feels like it just would be, be more comfortable to use the mode of the time.
0: And I do think the navigation might get a little bit difficult once you can't see the stars. Like how are you sure you're still going? You you might just end up going in circle. For yeah, a couple I mean, of I
1: don't. Uh, nobody says that vampires get like celestial navigation or like. They... <laughs> like I always
0: know which way is west. You
1: know? No, like, they don't say like. Well, the the iron and the blood that we've all like it's like pulling me in this direction. They don't say things like that. Now I, mean, that... I can
0: read like I can read people's thoughts, but I don't know which way is left. You know, That's
1: the... <laughs> it's like that was a titling conversation in their head, but I don't know where I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, and I said that uh, we did see a need to breathe concert one time, mm-hmm. completely off the, off the subject, but I just, I don't right. know. I was reading that. I like trying to figure out, I, I went deep trying to figure out if Anne Rice vampires breathe or not. Uh, yeah. I, I could not come up with a, a definitive answer. That's okay. Moving on. Moving on. Corrections. I said that uh, Weird Mime Dude was doing a Jamiroquai.
1: You said Jamiroquai did it better.
0: Sugar Ray did it better.
1: Sugar Ray. Like, I just want to
0: fly. Like the dancing on the the box that kind of rotates. Oh,
1: yeah. I was,
0: it's not Jamiro, Jamiroquai, does the floor that moves.
1: Oh, Mark McGrath!
0: <laughs> I did Mark McGrath dirty on this one.
1: I mean, I think that potentially we could tag Mark McGrath and he might get involved in the conversation. We'll have to see. So I, it might be where like, no shade, Mark McGrath. I heart you.
0: Oh, we love you. We love you. I want to see you, you and Jamir Kwai in a celebrity boxing match. Um, see that that's where that's that's I'm weird like that.
1: <laughs> I feel like Mark McGrath would win. I'm I'm on I, my money's on you, Mark McGrath.
0: <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I don't know. SoCal 90s muscles are, I don't know if I truly trust them in a boxing ring. I don't know. They might be for show. Haven't you ever read a Patricia Cornwell or a a uh, Janet Ivanovich? Speaking of which, next Janet Ivanovich is coming up real soon.
1: Ooh, ooh, I'm excited. And it
0: does not have it does not stick to the naming convention. Oh, no. Yeah, it's completely completely <gasps> dropped. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> uh, Kirsten Dunst did not get nominated for an Oscar, only a Golden Globe. Hmm. So sorry. Were they sorry. were
1: they not sure how to like categorize this? Is supporting that supporting actress? The, the, I I mean, mean, but this falls. No, in they we- were just
0: wrong. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, why am I gonna ask you who was else was nominated? Because I'm not sure if you did that, and I don't want to like add to
0: add to all the oh. There's, we're gonna get to the end of all the things I didn't have time to look up. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm a healthcare provider. It's flu season. uh Sorry, I. There's a little bit of research that didn't happen this week. We love you guys. I'm sorry. I will 1,000% promise anything anybody cares about. Send us a message. I'll get to it. I promise.
1: He will. He will, he will give you a. a- treaties personally.
0: Well, a bonus episode. I'll email you back. What, whatever you need. That's actually,
1: I, I'm actually making a like, and I need to make a note to myself to tag, uh, true coming cocktails because uh, they were talking about like pronunciation. And I guess, uh, maybe Lauren Ash, uh, from super Sewer fame, uh, has done some like voiceover work or whatever work. And she's like, sometimes people look at you weird. And she's like, did I just Canadian the shit out of that? Like, tell me what you want me to, I will repeat exactly. <laughs> what, and I guess there was a word, word in it, I, it, to me, it's treaties, yes, like, or treatise. Um, and she was like, "What well, I would say, like treaty." And uh, Christy, who's her cousin who lives in um, Saskatchewan, who's like, "I would say, like treat- whatever they said." And then they like listen to the the Google whatever, like how do you like treatise? And they're all both like, "No, <laughs> how you say that?" <laughs> like not at all. So sorry, I was literally just listening to that today, but.
0: I mean, do you want to go to movies by the numbers for movies released around this time? i um, have... other works of Anne Rice. Cuz not... we're going to get to the same place with both.
1: Let's see how we can combo them because i I Anne Rice work seems like we can get we already went through the whole like Reddit and Wikipedia of it. So, let's like kind of maybe go on movies of the time, but let's not like overwork it.
0: Okay. So, this movie came out on November eleventh of nineteen ninety
1: four. So coming very soon. Oh, so okay, nineteen ninety four. So yeah, this was. What was this rated?
0: It was oh very R.
1: Yeah. So like this was yeah. I totally not could, could not have seen this in nineteen ninety four. No 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 no. I no. was having my voice. Sorry guys, if it starts getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: did I? I did find an interesting thing in the IMDb trivia of this. I was trying to find the car that Christian Slater drives. Okay. And it's like. It's not in like the internet movie car database that I usually use. So it's just an IMDb looking through trivia. I just read, and I did find it. it's a 1965 Mustang. So the it's second, very second, cool. the second you, you headshotted it, the second year that Mustang ever existed, it's one of them. But uh, also on there, this movie is rated R and it was not rated R for smoking at the time.
1: But smoking is listed now. It's listed now, now right? Yes.
0: It, the ratings mentioned no rating of nudity in this movie. And there's some pretty bold nudity in this film.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There's there's some live nudity and dead nudity. Like, to me, those are two separate things, too.
0: Yeah. But the the description of that included Armand's minions. And all I could think of with Armand's minions were what we think of as minions today. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) banana.
0: (laughs) I just... I want to remake this movie. Oh my Our mom gosh! Just has a bunch of minions running around.
1: Y'all, y'all, apologies. I'm I'm where Zach is like stretching on research. I'm stretching on social media, but I have to get a side by side like the vampire crew and the minions. And a bunch of crew. minions. <laughs> but true true fashion, I'm gonna have to write that down right now, or it is gone. I'm gonna forget <laughs> it immediately after this is over.
0: Okay, well, I'll I'll press pause and you write that down. And if you guys are listening to this and you haven't seen it on Instagram, you know Jenny failed.
1: Um, But also you're going to have to write it down in your notebook. I only have my phone right here. Son of a bitch.
0: Okay, we're back. So you guys go on Instagram and see if Jenny and I know what we're doing with this whole uh, social media podcast nonsense. Okay, so we're going to go back to October 7th, a little farther than I usually go back.
1: Of nineteen ninety four. Nineteen
0: ninety four, but November seventh or October seventh is the specialist.
1: That immediately makes me like I don't know when PM PM Dawn came out, but like my immediate like soundtrack of the time is like, uh 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 you know this. Like, baby, you send me That's Sorry. gotta be earlier than that. But no, it's a it's a mix. It's a oh, mix. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes.
0: The specialist. That's on my forbidden list. That's Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone. Okay. I think it's the last movie to be sponsored by Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it made a profit before the first ticket was sold because of the Marlboro sponsorship about a woman whose husband is killed by a mad bomber, so she hires a mad bomber, Sylvester Stallone, and, and there's lots of steamy shower scenes. And... Steamy
1: shower scenes, cigarettes, and women of a madman. <laughs> I love saying
0: that. October 14th movie that is on my forbidden list, Exit to Eden.
1: Oh, <laughs> which is also Anne Rice. It yes,
0: is Anne Rice's first screenplay.
1: Which, like, it it because it's Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd. I immediately think it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's got to be ridiculous. It has to be. But I I I've never seen it.
1: No, I haven't either. I, I mean, that it's is, it's uh, like the like the I don't know if the poster. I don't know if the poster, but definitely the preview is like them in like a very like bondagey type lingerie. That's mm. all I know about it.
0: I mean, I feel like that just jumped like twenty places on our on our Wait, <laughs> forbidden but, list.
1: Yeah, the little little uh holiday palate cleanser. Yes, yeah, so let's, let's do,
0: We're gonna do probably one more bonus uh, spooky episode, and we'll just drop it. There won't be a going deeper, and then we'll do some holiday stuff, and then I mean, beginning of the year we might have to start off on that.
1: I, I think everybody needs a holiday palate cleanser.
0: Of ex- <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> So Anne Rice's erotic work. <laughs> the claiming of Sleeping Beauty is out of print. Sorry. It is on Audible, though. I only have two credits right now, and I wasn't going to buy more credits, just, to, and I didn't have time to listen to it. But we'll, we'll get back to you. My promise, we'll get back to you on the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Well,
1: I just have to like – you can totally grab it because even though I've been listening to a lot of Patricia Cornwall – Hashtag Galaxy Audio uh, has been my way to go.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Exit to Eden is only on Audible in a a very abridged version read by Gillian Anderson and Gil Bellows from Ellie McBeal.
1: Interesting.
0: The reviews of it are eviscerated because I guess it's edited down to about two and a half hours. And I guess most of the stuff they edited is all the fun kinky stuff.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't imagine if it's a a novel. Like, it's... Two and a half hours of the movie, like they they edited whatever they edited down to the movie is is the two and a half hours. I think they
0: edited all the whips chains and, and all the Rihanna everything stuff. <laughs> So yeah, so that movie, that might be the beginning of the year. We'll see. I don't know. It's always been on my list very low, but it's, it's starting to jump some places now <laughs> knowing how Anne Rice is involved and Gillian Anderson and her weird accent are involved and Ally McBeal is involved. And
1: right. It seems like, yeah, it's all coming together.
0: Same day Exit to Eden is re- uh, released, Wes Craven's New Nightmare.
1: Where So is that Freddy? Or... That's Friday
0: the 13th Part 7, sort of. Seven. That's when all of the characters from the, all the actors start having nightmares. And Freddy starts to come to the real world because he's not being contained by the movies anymore. Interesting. Because they're not making movies. So the the demon that was kind of harnessed by the movies is, uh, is now free to invade the real world.
1: That's an interesting concept.
0: It's... So meta before meta was a thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I'll, I'm down, but like we, that, all the gross, icky, slimy, ooey, gooey we'll stuff. We'll finish
0: watching the Never Sleep Again documentary. And if you want to see it after that, then we'll, we'll watch it.
1: Right. So, yeah, like that's been a really interesting documentary we've been watching. So, just kind of a little bit of a picks Corner that, and, um,
0: the Bloomhouse horror documentary
1: Bloomhouse horror documentary and then also all the there's the vice channel has like
0: oh, the dark side, dark of, the side of
1: the 90s they've all been excellent so yeah if you if you want a little just hey what you know outside of my norm those it's are kind all of the right.
0: headspace that we live in that's <laughs> <laughs> next week on the 19th of october clerks ah clerks three just came out haven't had a chance to watch it yet Clerks 2 about a guy getting married and about his best friend feeling like his childish childhood is going away and not knowing how to deal with that that came out like three weeks before we got married and me and my best (laughs) friend went and saw it. So I don't know. I'll see Clerks 3, but I'm I'm a little – Kevin Smith and I are broken up right now, so we'll see what happens.
1: Why is that?
0: I don't know. I just think that uh, he's not had anybody say no to him in a while. He's becoming prince. A little bit, a little bit.
1: Oh, he would, he would. I feel like did, he would. Did you finish
0: the Jay and Silent Bob sequel?
1: Why would I finish the Jay? Well,
0: I didn't either, and that's a problem.
1: Yeah, that's. I feel like if you like specifically like tweeted out or however you wanted that he was being very Prince, he would relate and understand that.
0: No, he probably just call me the f word, and uh,
1: maybe he would, but he would think about it later. <laughs> You would haunt his dreams just a little.
0: It would be a little bit of a midnight. He would be up at midnight with a little bit of self-loathing. Right. <laughs> and a little bit of a revenge fantasy.
1: little bit. Hashtag Taylor Midnight.
0: <laughs> Next week, The Last Seduction.
1: Oh, I don't know this. Linda
0: Fiorentino. It's one of the later erotic thrillers of the 90s. Okay. I just basically know it because Linda Fiorentino from... Dogma, another Kevin Smith movie that I absolutely love is is in it. We have the next week, The Road to Wellville. We discussed that. That's the Harvey Kellogg. Oh we're the Kellogg we're... Brothers with right. uh, Anthony Hopkins and Dana Carvey. It's a
1: weird vibe. <laughs> such
0: a weird casting.
1: It's so weird, left twix and right twix,
0: right there. The Same day that came that that came out, Stargate. Oh, I love
1: Stargate.
0: How d- I knew nothing about stargate i had never heard of it until the day we went and saw it in the theater and it was freaking amazing i
1: mean i would not have known it like
0: i'm not oh, but i read cinema magazines i read horror magazines and sci-fi magazines at the bookstore i didn't pay for them and watched <laughs> entertainment tonight and i knew all the stuff that was happening and that just slipped through
1: we watched that a lot. I feel like that, that was probably my introduction to James Spader, honestly, because I probably watched. That was definitely my introduction yeah, like, to James Spader. you know, John Hughes movies late or, or like after the fact when he's stuff. <laughs> I mean,
0: would that have been my introduction to. What's his nuts? The other guy. Crap. Why can't
1: I think of his name? Kurt Russell. Oh, was Kurt Russell? I, I don't even honestly remember that.
0: Yeah, Kurt Russell is like the crazy Marine guy that was trying to blow everybody up.
1: Got it. Got it. Could be. Yeah. I mean, unless honestly watch Fox and the Hound, which I still can't oh, believe was. Oh uh, yes, I did
0: watch Fox and the Hound. So
1: close! <laughs> I, I thought that was when he was a child,
0: literally, like because it's got the
1: same animation style as like, um, uh, Robin Hood.
0: True, true. So
1: like, it, to me, it falls into like the Jungle Book and Robin Hood, like so like the '60s. Like. I was
0: actually looking at reviews of Fox and the Hound here recently because somebody said in another podcast that I was like, yeah, like when at the end when the dog had to eat the fox or whatever. Like, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> Probably.
1: Not. Maybe the fox. The, the dog, like, had to help hunt the fox. They were the hunting
0: fox? the fox, but, like, they fought a bear together to save the hunter, and everybody, like, kind of went off on their own. It was great.
1: That sounds Disney-esque. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's,
0: that's the way it happened.
1: <laughs> and- the dog yeah. eats the fox. That that doesn't happen in any world.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think the bear attack scene is considered one of like the greatest moments in animation at that point.
1: I believe it. I mean, foxes
0: are the cats of the the wilderness world. Stargate had a TV show starring uh, MacGyver.
1: Yeah, I remember that, but I didn't watch any. Of I didn't it. watch.
0: I've not seen an episode of it. No, it came out. It was on Showtime, which I mean, of course, my parents are going to spring for Showtime. But I think it was, like, lots of F-words and full frontal nudity in the first episode. That
1: doesn't go along. Yeah. We watched Stargate at home a ton. (laughs) I don't know if my mom had a crush on James Spader or we were just into that. But, I mean, either way.
0: I I think it moved networks. I think by the end of its run, it was on the Sci-Fi channel. And there was the SG-1 and Atlantis and all. Atlantis It's coming back. It keeps on coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, There's, like, 20-something seasons of all of that. Next week, Frankenstein, the uh, uh,
1: Kenneth Branagh The
0: Kenneth Branagh version with Robert De Niro. That
1: one's wild. That was
0: wacky. I remember watching that one in a two night special event on you know, I ABC. Think, I or feel something. like we
1: did too. That one is wild. It's very disturbing. I think the, the most disturbing thing to me, like takeaway, is like when the, they are hunting for the little boy, they find the little boy and they find like, or the the nurse or the friend or the friend of the family, whatever, and just the 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 crowd hysteria and whatever mentality. And like before anything can happen, they like grab her and noose her like of the top of the building and kill her. And she's like been the person who's taken care of them the whole time. But the Frankenstein monster makes it look like he killed her, like she right. killed her. Like I think about I probably thought about that like three days ago. Oh, like that's like one of those things that just like hangs around. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> like so messed up.
0: Also this week double dragon. The end of Aly- <laughs> the the end of Alyssa Milano's career for 20. In- for years. for a while, yeah, yeah. For a while. I mean, her second half of the 90s she just spent taking her top off in bad movies that paid her to take her top off. Uh, I
1: mean, speaking of which though, like Tony Dianza is joining the uh cast of uh what what fuck what's it called? Sex and the City now. Um, and just like that, and just like that.
0: <laughs> so the next week, interview with a vampire comes out. Same day, the Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> we we. we
0: <laughs> I've never seen the Santa Claus. No, was, it,
1: it, the Santa Claus is pretty decent. I don't know about all the sequels, but I mean, it's fine. We watched it. It's fine. It's, this just
0: this week. November 11th, 1994, that's the week that I was too young for Interview with the Vampire, but I was too old for the Santa Claus. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, for
1: me, that was like the fall of my freshman year of high school. mm -hmm. So like I was becoming like super important.
0: (laughs) The next week, Leon the Professional.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah.
0: And Star Trek Generations, which I know exactly where I was this week. Because I was with youth group in Gatlinburg.
1: Would that have been ninety
0: four? Would you have been there yet, or would that have been? Would you not been until the next year?
1: No, I would have been there then. That would have been my first time going.
0: Because my parents picked me up from the youth group trip on Sunday and dropped me off at the movie theater to see a matinee of Star Trek Generations. Oh, One wow. of the coolest things they. That's did.
1: probably the yeah. That is probably the coolest thing they've done. Um. I, yeah, I would have been there then because I was pretty active at that. Then that would have been my first Gatlinburg trip. That would have been um, my first beginning of like being sick every fall and every single Gatlinburg <laughs> trip. Um, that was, I remember viscerally in that one, we had like little like brown paper sandwich bags with our names on them and people could put notes oh, man. in them about like saying nice things about you, um, which is like, I'm an Enneagram three, if anybody knows what that means. And so I want everyone in the whole world to say incredibly wonderful, nice things about me. So I don't even remember, honestly, like what I what was in there. I mean, that was really important at the time. And I probably reread a million things. But I do remember there being this one boy on that trip that I just was obsessed with the idea that he looked like Brad Renfro.
0: Hmm, OK,
1: who like had a terrible end. Um, but I remember like putting that in his like little bag about him looking like Brad Renfro oh, and wow. probably not saying who was saying who I did, was anonymously.
0: I would love to go back and know you then. The next week we have Junior.
1: but We might just make out the whole time. Sorry, guys.
0: Yeah, you know, that'd be our episode. Like, yeah, we, we made out for an hour and a half. Bye, guys. Like, yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was,
1: it was a long time coming. <laughs>
0: Ooh, baby, the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Junior. Oh Lord, and the Page Master.
1: Neither one of those, I had, I had any interest. Once in. Once again, movies
0: I was too young for and too old for. That that's the theme of 1994. Twelve uh, Nine Disclosure. Once again, movie that I'm really fascinated with, but have never seen, never read.
1: I'm not sure which one that is. That's but... the
0: one with. Uh, it's a Michael Crichton book. Okay. It's Demi Moore and um, three-time podcaster Michael Douglas.
1: Michael Douglas.
0: And, like, it's a sexual harassment story about her sexually harassing him.
1: Right. Right. The way that all men think that sexual harassment went in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, geez,
0: babe. You're, you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Yeah, for every like hundred thousand women being sexually harassed, there's this one." Michael Douglas released film like started a lot of movies that men were really afraid of, like Fatal Fatal, <laughs> fatal attraction. attraction, and this they were like, "Oh shit, that's actually happening." I've like been really afraid that's gonna happen. Like, oh my god, like is he
0: just the
1: I'm gonna get sexually harassed, and this woman's gonna come on to me and I'm gonna get her an pregnant, and she's gonna like kill my whole family. Ugh.
0: He really is like the embodiment of the. He's like in a
1: bad HR film.
0: The next week, that's not not much to do with much, but the next week, Dumb and Dumber came out.
1: I love Dumb and Dumber so much.
0: I, that's the one that my preacher uh, uncle, the one that they turned off tremors because of too many GDs, uh-huh. like just brought to my dad and all the guys like, we have to watch this right now. It's my favorite movie.
1: Well, that just kills it for me right now because I love that movie. I have not cried laugh About the kid with his bird that quote unquote fell off. Still now, it's terrible. It's not funny. It's a blind kid. And this bird is dead because there's a terrible mob person who killed it because of Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. And he's like, is that just, is it duct taped on? It's, It's terrible. It's not funny. But the fact that, you know, said uncle loves it, it's over. It's done for me. (laughs) I'm
0: sorry, babe.
1: Because he's the most sad person I've ever met.
0: All right. And he also
1: wants to kind of harass me about, like, eating well. (laughs) He, like, shames me.
0: I'm sorry, babe. Anyway. So, anyway, so the contacts that I was talking about, how I wanted them so bad, they're like $280 or whatever. Oh,
1: right. The vampire contacts? Yes.
0: Yeah. 60 bucks now. Oh. And... If you can order them now and they can still be here by Halloween.
1: So what you're saying.
0: Is if you want them with a prescription, they have to have the doctor validate and they uh, request two weeks in advance.
1: So you'd have to like real aim, get them and then wear your glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like emo, truly emo vampire.
0: <laughs> I could have the Lestat eyes, but I'd be bumping into shit left and right. <laughs>
1: Uh, Like, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to dress like Kirsten Dunst. That would be real weird.
0: (laughs) So we were curious about whether they caused the Great Fire of New Orleans.
1: Oh, right. We're right. Actually, there's
0: two Great Fires of New Orleans. Of course there is. Half of it burned down in 1788. They, like, rebuilt a third of it, and then it burned down again in 1794. I mean, there's a lot of booze and wood. Like, six years, and it burned down twice. I was trying to think. So Louis got the dark gift in 1791. So in between the two fires. Okay. They uh, get to Paris in 1870. The plague hit New Orleans in 1912. So when Claudia would have been born. Claudia was 30 when they got to Paris in 1870. And Nosferatu with the sunrise came out in 1922. So, so none my of head hurts. Okay. So none, none of it works. None of this works. Like. Anne
1: Rice, could you have done a little research? You could have really tied some interesting things together. It would have been available to you. And I mean, the internet was, eh, but you could have figured it out. You could a micro enhance, 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 enhance that shit. And you lived in New Orleans. Like you could have gone to the library, local shit.
0: Could have gone to like the New Orleans Museum. We've been there. It was raining. It was. It was. It never raining when you were there.
1: I mean, like, I mean, like, again, it's
0: no fun to just walk around in the open, drinking in the rain. I mean, local
1: jokes get local work, but you could have figured it out. That's where you live. (laughs) We've been by your house.
0: Have we discussed that Stan Winston did the makeup for this? No, but that's post Jurassic Park. It was a real kind of like a what's Stan Winston doing here. He's like, it's he a does real passion- big stuff He's now. like, it's a
1: real passion project. I love vampires.
0: I mean, it looks great.
1: It looks great. You did say like there was inversion tables involved.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think what the year that um, Cliffhanger, I, th- I think Cliffhanger actually won the Oscar for special effects. But, I remember
1: watching that at a weird moment. Like, I don't feel like I was paying attention. I feel like there was a lot of people mm-hmm. in a weird group set- situation.
0: That was the same neighbors. Basically the way
1: that we watched um, uh, Breakfast Club.
0: Gotcha. The same neighbors that I had a tape of theirs that had this on it. I had a tape of theirs that had Cliffhanger on it. And I think Cliffhanger is great. And its score is one of the last great scores in movie history. And it's not the kind of thing you'd think to have a Interesting.
1: great score. No, I would not think that. I would think honestly. I immediately think like speed, which has got a great like bum 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 bum. bum but speed's I would think not like, a great score. No, but it's I would think a like character in and of that kind of vibe. But if I said bum 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 bum, you probably would figure out speed eventually.
0: I could probably get there. I could probably get there. But yeah, like Broken Arrow and and Christian Slater. <laughs> but yeah, Broken Arrow and that uh, cliffhanger had great scores. That movie was, I think, it, I think it won the Oscar for best special effects. But Philadelphia was not made that year for best special effects. And making a man oh. look like he's dying is, is maybe harder than making a helicopter look like it's crashing.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: So yeah, I think this is this is really when you show that something that can do big can do small and can do it pretty well.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen. Ooh, I don't feel like I've seen Philadelphia from like start to finish i've seen a lot of philadelphia and there's some like real gross homophobic things that like jason robart says that like which did you know that jason robarts and lauren Bacall were together at some point to have a son who's a filmmaker now
0: i did not know that
1: like went down a rabbit hole personally on a completely separate such subject
0: you're learning so well babe
1: oh i do my own shit i just don't talk about it that much (laughs)
0: 18 years together, and you're starting to pick up some of my traits.
1: 18 years. 18 years. 18 in life. I'm sorry, I was going like very like Gold Digger, but I'm sorry, actually. Um, hashtag like cancel Kanye. So, you, never mind.
0: <laughs> so, we get to the Observer Reporter. Um, I'm going to have to ask for a lot of forgiveness from you and from our listeners. I really haven't had time to deep dive the uh, Playboy from November of 1995. So I owe you guys something. <laughs> sorry. I, okay. I've got some preliminaries. I mean, I know that the Missed November is uh, – th- See, that's the problem with the 90s. I'm like, oh, we're back to the 90s. This is going to be my time, you know? <laughs> like, I
1: would think 90s playmates are tragic.
0: It's not tragic. It's just a lot of ladies who were like a playmate. And sometimes they were in Baywatch, and sometimes they weren't. And then they just disappeared out of the public eye.
1: Well, we'll decide if there's enough for, like, a...
0: There's not enough for a supplement, but we'll, we'll, we'll work it. We're going to come back to 1994-95 Of 95 course. Again. So we we'll, 1994-95 we'll, we'll
1: is very much a wheelhouse. Like, it was my freshman year of high school, his Zach's sophomore year of high school. There was a lot of shit that could have been seen, would have been seen, wasn't seen, like, wanted to be seen, yeah, Lots spoiler
0: alert, like I found Miss Texas Topless 1994 <laughs> pageant, and the pageant is nothing to write home about, but the interview with the organizers at the beginning of the tape is something to be seen. <laughs> All right. So, spoiler alert, There's. I'm working on it, guys. I'm we'll, working on it. We'll, we'll come back to it.
1: We'll workshop it. I'll make sure you get the high points.
0: <laughs> but I did get to the Observer Reporter. Of course. So, 1994 September or uh, November, the elections of ninety four just happened. Do You know anything about the ninety four election? I don't remember specifically. No. The Republican Revolution, huge pickups. Nineteen ninety two, Bill Clinton massacred in the uh, in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. I mean, won Tennessee by eleven percent. That's a lot. I mean, it. a state that went Donald Trump eighty to twenty. Lord, last time, so Lord,
1: Lord, we're, we're drowning. Help us.
0: <laughs> but yes, uh,
1: um, hashtag. Make sure you're registered to vote.
0: Yes, Because this yes. is
1: gonna come out still in a time. Yes, yes. It will in come a, out a time it, to vote. Right in a time to vote, and probably even to maybe early vote. But if you can't early vote, make sure you're registered to vote to vote on actual election. And we don't day. care who
0: you vote for as long as it's not somebody crazy. That's just,
1: the just educate yourself. Just don't pick a bunch of buttons because Kanye West was on our presidential uh, and that would have been real ha ha, funny, funny, funny um, to do. But w- yeah, that's that's proving whatever that's proving right now. So and it's just, fine.
0: You can vote left, right, middle, so just, center, just, weird, green. Just but know, just know don't your vote. facts,
1: know your facts and know why and be comfortable with that.
0: just we live in a state that voted 80 percent for Donald Trump two years ago, and that's not okay.
1: I mean, I was real hungover when we went to vote, but I still didn't vote for Trump. But um, <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, you know, uh, anyway, so yeah, huge Republican revolution then. That was the Contract for America, Newt Gingrich, huge pickups, first time the Republicans in control the, uh the Senate and the House since like 1952. So big, big, big deal there. And I think two senators in Tennessee flipped from, uh, from Democrat to Republican. So big, big demographic change in our state. Uh, Iraq formally recognizes Kuwait this week.
1: Hmm. So
0: the technically the end of the Iraq war. So we never have to worry about Iraq again for human history. Ha ha. Um, Bosnia-Herzegovina is escalating. IRA violates the truce during the troubles
1: Is this when we start to get all those new, those movies about like the IRA like, bombing shit
0: It's it, the troubles were largely over at this point but this was there had been a truce and the IRA violated it I this
1: mean cuz I think I don't know if I said this to the last podcast We did
0: I didn't do a lot of
1: I mean but honestly like if there was like IRA so that's like Irish people Irish Republican Army. Right. I was like, I'm out. I'm bored. I don't care. (laughs) If if that's like the plot of this movie, I don't want anything to do with it.
0: Thanks, babe. That was actually something that I said I would research on the actual uh, episode that I didn't take the time to do. And now you just brought it up. Thanks, babe.
1: (laughs) It's fine. But though, like, here, I'm bookending that. I don't care. I didn't care then, and I don't care now. Sorry. You're still like corgis and queen and scotch. Eh. All right. All right. So, Golf.
0: um, Friday night television this week. We have diagnosis murder on two channels.
1: All right. Di- channel
0: two and four has diagnosis murder.
1: Is, diagnosis murder. It. Sorry, I can't say diagnosis murder, apparently. Um, that's Andy Griffith, right?
0: Um, I was thinking it was Dick Van Dyke.
1: Not. No, no, no. Dick Van Dyke didn't do any shows like that. Okay. I'm pretty sure if it's Andy Griffith. I will look while you talk.
0: Okay. On the other major network channel, we have Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. It's TGIF.
1: TGIF, and I motherfuckers.
0: I already tell. I was not watching TGIF at this time because I've never seen an episode of Boy Meets World and I've only seen maybe two step-by-steps. So I was already into video games or girls or something. And then I look at what was playing on Fox. Fox was Mantis. Are you familiar with that at all?
1: I'm not, but also I'm really fucking wrong. Apologies. Um, Diagnosis murder was Dick Van Dyke and his son, Barry Van
0: Dyke. There you go. There you go. Yeah, he was a doctor who was like testifying and whatever. And
1: Yeah, I was totally wrong. What was... What was uh, Andy Griffith then? He was in some sort of show, like murder detective show. Anyway, oh, yeah. keep talking.
0: But uh, yeah, so there's a man who's paralyzed and he has a super suit that lets him be a superhero. And I think it, was, it couldn't have been on for more than one season, but I watched every episode of it.
1: No, I, I was definitely watching TJF.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, Star Trek The Next Generation was on after that. So that, that I could tell what I was watching on Friday night. We have competing Vegas nights. On Friday night in western Pennsylvania, we have Vegas night at the Moots Lodge, number 22, and uh, Moose uh, Vegas night at the American Legion. <laughs> we have a big three-page article. Is too much computer time bad for kids?
1: Oh. Andy Griffith was Matlock. Matlock. Okay. But there was a crossover episode a with Didis Runner. There was. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Moving on.
0: Gotcha. I just see in my heart I want the new like gritty HBO Perry Mason to be Matlock, not Perry Mason.
1: Well, what would that look like?
0: Just like Perry Mason but with Andy Griffith. Shucks, y'all. <laughs> Like racism, <laughs> I don't
1: know. but it, I, yeah, I don't know what gritty Matlock looks like. <laughs> I'm not sure there is gritty Matlock. All I just think of is is potentially like him harkening back to the Andy Griffith show where he has to eat spaghetti four times because he and everyone's special ingredient is oregano
0: because <laughs> <laughs> he's being
1: too polite.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we finish off. I don't want to end on a on a bummer note, but I mean. A police officer who was exposed to someone's saliva who te- who is positive for HIV gets uh, tested for AIDS. So that's, oh, that's wow. right. in 1994.
1: I mean, that's what everybody's afraid of. I mean, that's like where all that was. Everybody was just like, you know, Magic Johnson and probably thing- anecdotes like that.
0: I'm made- pretty sure we had more. We I think we knew more in 94. We, we talked about this in the 80s. When they were starting to figure it out, we weren't talking but just,
1: about Magic Johnson in the
0: eighties, though. No, but I think the other like there's a Playboy article about like figuring out that.
1: I'm sorry, the, but who who was was any of our parents reading Playboy? No, no, no. So they were like listening to news where Magic Johnson, who was like a perfectly like straight and like. You know, U.S. NBA hero has HIV because of some hoe, which is probably not the narrative, but that's the narrative that we heard. So those are the things like anyone can get it. Right,
0: right. Oh, it's just so tragic reading those things. And like, 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 we know it's related to anal sex, but like, we just can't figure out how hemophiliacs, uh, like, how do they get it? It's just, it's in the blood. I, it's just, uh, it, it's just. I know it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but, man, I don't know. Maybe we we'll just end on too much computer time bad for kids.
1: <laughs> Perfect. And, yes, so we actually don't know what we're watching next,
0: do we? It's going to be a surprise. Bonus spooky episode.
1: Bonus spooky episode.
0: And then we're going to do a palate cleanser, and then we'll get into holidays, and then we'll do Exit to Eden early right. next so year. Right, so if
1: there is any, like, uh, just crazy holiday movies that um, we're gonna we're I mean we're gonna be figuring out how to be holiday esque in all of this. I mean, Christmas movies are not super for, forbidden usually. We did pretty
0: good with Scrooge and Christmas Vacation last year. We
1: did, we did. We might have
0: done two years worth. Yeah, of. We, we're probably we going one. It's possibly
1: we're gonna run out. So, there's anything that was like weird that you guys watched during your holiday season that like was a crazy kind of situation. I feel like that works as well. So We've
0: done the Die Hard Minisode. I don't know if we can
1: Right, probably not. Um but there is a just FYI, there is a Hans Gruber Falling Down the Nakatomi Tower Advent Calendar. I will post that on our social media should you want it. Should that be part of your um, holiday celebration. Um but yeah, so if there's, you know, a holiday movie that like pops up that's weird and potentially in the Forbidden Cinema universe during your celebrations, let us know. Um, I think that would be a did great... Do we do
0: Batman thing. Forever in holiday season or do we just do it for the heck of it?
1: Um, I don't know. Like I don't remember when that came out. but
0: I don't remember anything right now. Sorry, I mean, guys, guys. It's been a couple of crazy weeks.
1: Right. So we will be back at you with spooky season and we are trying to prep and do some... We're headed to New Orleans. Um, so there may be a little bit of like you know, posting from our New Orleans situation um, as we get into the land of all the things voodoo and amazing. Uh, coming yeah, out. if you're wondering why we
0: did Angel Heart and Interview of the Vampire, we're, we're trying to got ourselves. Na- we've
1: got Nolans on the mind. <laughs> so, yeah, just check us out, Forbidden Cinema, um, on Instagram. Um, again, Minks on Max is coming out season Woo! two. So if you are not familiar with season one, you can check all of our Binge coverage it. of the episodes. And the make yourself dicks. some 70s cocktails um, while you're at it. Um, but also yeah you can send us an email for podcast at gmail and we will talk to you soon. Um, let us know what you're dressing up for Halloween Why yes
0: not? oh yeah we want to see that yes all right Let's bye guys bye.